1: Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you can get podcasts.
0: So as you graduate
1: and head out into the world,
0: there's only one thing that you need to know. Hi, this is Jamie from Progressive. Yeah, I can talk now. Progressive protects you 24-7. So tell me what happened. Oh, I'm sorry, Gene. Can you give me one second? Um, brush at for every meal. Congratulations and thank you. Sorry about that. I'm back. So tell me about this fender bender. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and
2: affiliates covered subject to policy terms. This is Stacking the Box with NFL Insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. I've been looking for some good Chicago Bears news. Welcome into Stacking the Box. Matt Berteram, our NFL Insider. Yours truly, Mark Carmen. The Bears getting smoked. By Tennessee, 24 17. That score wasn't as close, but last week they played New Orleans tight, and the Saints are kicking the shit
1: out of the Bucs, Verdaram, 38 to zip. So this is good for the Bears. You like that? Uh, sure, sure. That's one way of looking at this. This is an unmitigated ass kicking by New Orleans. You know, sometimes you get a score like this, and obviously 38 nothing. I mean, you're destroying whoever you're playing, but there are times when you'll look and say, all right, yeah. But it was, you know, there was a pick six, and there was a fumble, scoop, and score, and there was a punt. This has been an absolute plowing from the second this game started. I could not be more impressed in New Orleans. And my God, if you're a Bucs fan, th- this is rough. I mean, there there's no silver lining to this. They have gotten pummeled from start to finish. And we're recording this, by the way, nine minutes left. It's 38 to nothing for, for the record.
2: Yeah normally we wait to the end of the ball game, but we are uh, putting the coffin on the bucks here, and by the way, I think I have to apologize. That's the earliest and maybe like the only time I've ever swore on stacking the box, so I kind of feel bad about it, but that was an apt description of what's going on, so I think, I think we all can handle one little use of profanity by yours truly here. Uh,
1: does this change your opinion on New Orleans? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, look, the Saints beat them week one at the Superdome. It was kind of an ugly game. They handled business, and then the, the Saints have kind of been on the ropes, right? Like they they had a game. Uh, they won on Monday night against the Chargers. They were down seventeen. They came back. They won. They lost to the Packers. They, they haven't looked particularly strong. They lost to the Raiders on Monday night, but. You have to be impressed. I mean, geez, they finally got Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders back, and this game has just been a bloodletting. I mean, again, not the, I feel like I'm going to run out of adjectives here, but Breeze, at this point in the game, again, there's eight minutes left to go, so forgive us for being a little off the final stats. I mean, 26-32, four touchdowns. The Saints have 11 guys who have catches in this game. Uh, you know, Michael Thomas, five for 51. Emmanuel Sanders, four for 38, a touchdown. Kamara has five catches. He only has nine yards. He's only run for 40. He has a touchdown. But, I mean, it, this has just been overwhelming, overpowering. The, the, the Buccaneers, by the way, now this is what happens when you get blown out, but have run four times the whole game. Brady's got three picks. So, it, it changes my opinion of the Saints in two ways. One, the best anybody's looked all year long. I, I mean, it's one game, granted, but an unbelievable showing. Two, they now sweep the season series with the Bucs, and they move a game ahead of them in the loss column. Like, that that the, matters.
2: J- just for the record, because as we're watching right now, there's seven minutes and 23 seconds left, and Brady just got dumped again. And they're showing Bruce Arians uh, on the screen. Q, show the coach who's an idiot who has his 43-year-old quarterback out there in a 38 nothing crushing, and he's just taking more and more punishment. Hello, Protect your guy. This is, I, I hope he doesn't get hurt, but I've seen him now in the last two minutes that you've been talking, take on two brutal hits. It looked like he nearly broke his hand on someone's helmet a second ago. This just football coaches are perennially idiots on just a really basic stuff. Clock management and when to get their guys off the field. Um, let me ask you this question. Who's the best team in the NFC? Because I think we've been saying it's the Bucs and, and, and the Seahawks. And yeah. we're not going to be saying that right now because we're going to overreact after week nine. But that's what we have been saying.
1: See, uh, you know what, though? I might go the other way. I don't, I don't know. Like, and I know that's sometimes a, a bad answer. It's not a great definitive answer. But I'm just going to be honest. I don't know who the best team in the NFC is. I think the Packers, the Seahawks, the Saints, and the Bucks are all in the conversation. But they're all flawed. The Packers can't handle any team that's physical at all. And Mike Pettin is a disaster of a defensive coordinator. Seattle gave up 44 points to Buffalo, and Buffalo a good team. But my God, I mean, get off the field do something. They couldn't do anything. The Buccaneers now, who's the best team they've played this year? The Saints. They've gotten blasted off the field by them twice. Now you could say it's a bad matchup. Okay, maybe. I don't know. I mean, is it 38? Nothing's not a matchup problem. That's just you got your your rear end kicked.
2: I hate to interrupt, but Brady just got sacked again. Bruce it's Arians. Been, oh,
1: he's been hit all night long, so that's no shock.
2: How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys
0: the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K, unreasonably good. I mean, um, I
1: mean good. but I look I at it and I just say, look, I, if, you, if you said to me this second, you got to pick a team. I would probably take New Orleans for for the reason I was kind of letting into earlier, getting into earlier, which was this win puts them in the driver's seat to win the division. They have a very soft schedule the rest of the way. The only team they play they're going to be even potentially an underdog against is week 15 at home against Kansas City. Everybody else is going to be favorites against by significant margins. If they win this division and the Bucs have got to go on the road the whole time, I'm not loving the Bucks' chances of going on the road with 80-year-old Tom Brady and winning three games. I, I'm not in love with that idea. So I guess New Orleans, but I got to be honest. Even though they played great tonight and, and good for them, I'm not sold on anybody in the NFC. I was on the Bucs, and then they played like crap against the Giants and should have lost if Daniel Jones could have done anything, and then backed it up with looking like complete garbage against the Saints.
2: So – not to pat myself on the back here, but I, and cause I've been wrong 7,000 times. If you rewind the podcast this year, but I think I, you know, and maybe you would say the same thing here too, Matt, but like to me, it's just the same thing. Nobody stands out in the NFC. It is a total crap shoot. Who I, I, Okay, you could say the Saints, but we were writing the Saints off because Drew Brees looked terrible last yeah. couple. So, so now we're going to fly up New Orleans, uh, and it's impressive what they've done to Tampa or Tampa. But uh, this is, you know, the the Bucks came in tonight, they, outscoring teams by eighty two points on the year, uh, and all of a sudden, like nobody saw this coming. So it's it's hard to write them off. Uh, but point well taken. Saints have two wins over them. That's huge. Uh, Seattle. Rough day today in Buffalo, but I'm not willing to say that they're not the best team in the in the NFC. Right. Air, air, uh, even if you want to go off the board, Arizona lost to the Dolphins. Day. That was crazy. Way to go, Tua. I was dead wrong on Tua one week. I thought the guy was a, at best a game manager. Now the, I think the guy's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Week-to-week league here. Uh, but to me, the NFC is just a flat-out wide open. I mean, I... You want you want to t- you want to tell me right now that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win the NFC? They're on a two-game win streak. I I I, I, I no, they have no
1: shot. Okay, right, but like it's a I, four-team I, race. But I think, it, uh, and the reason I, I said the Saints early, again, I think a lot of it comes down to circumstances. Who's at home? Who's home? Sure, because because but, there's nobody in the NFC that I look at and say that team is definitively the best team.
2: Fair fair enough, but, like, you know, I guess weather's a factor, but fans aren't going to be a factor or very little of one, so I no,
1: don't No, but if you're the Packers and you're at home, that matters. Sure. Bay, right? Like, that matters. Like, if you're the Bucks and the Packers, that game looks a hell of a lot different on Lambeau in January than it does in Tampa.
2: Yeah, but on the other side of it, it's like, okay, Aaron Rodgers gets to throw in beautiful weather. I don't know. you That's not exactly uh, terrible either, so – we'll see i looks i if and and since you mentioned green bay if i had to pick somebody i probably would take green bay at this point which is a crazy assertion okay. but i mean I, the, I i certainly think they have the easiest path division wise the bears are uh, straight atrocious minnesota's not co- coming back to, to life any, in any in any real way and detroit's detroit so i don't know maybe maybe their road can be the easiest here although your underlining of the Saints schedule is, is a very valid point as well. Let's take a look at the Ravens, the Bills, the Titans, and the Raiders who all got big wins this week. The Titans ending a two-game slide. Baltimore coming back in the second half. They haven't done that in 20-plus games trailing at the half, but they did it today to the Colts. Um, the Bills, wow. Yep. Greatest game in the history of Josh Allen. Came out on fire and kept going. And the Raiders, too. So what stood out to you?
1: So I think you have to start with Buffalo. I mean Buffalo 44 34 Allen 31 of 38 415 three touchdowns no picks I mean <laughs> that that's the you
2: you you got to eat it man you got to be like hey. yo Josh Allen you're the man I I hey I've been dogging you since since day one today Happily. I'm at Bernard. I'm going I'm going I'm going to doff my chapeau for you buddy
1: I am I am happy to say that the man had a great game. He's played much better <laughs> this year, and he was awesome this afternoon. So the Bills, look, they moved to 7-2. and two. That division is theirs for the taking, obviously. Miami is lingering in the distance a game and a half off the pace, but they lost to the Bills at home earlier. That's going to be a tough hill to climb. So the Bills impressed me the most. The Raiders almost blew that game but the chargers got involved who we're going to talk about later. So they, they held on. I, I mean, the, the Raiders are an odd, like the Raiders could be anybody on a given Sunday. They could also lose to the jets. And I wouldn't be surprised. Anything's on the table with the Raiders every week. The, the Titans business, like win. you're right, the score doesn't reflect the game. They, they won that game a little easier than it would, it would seem. Although Tannehill had 10 completions all afternoon. Um, the Bears were that, the
2: Bears were straight trash. I give Tennessee no credit for that win. Chicago lost that game. They're just awful. Go ahead.
1: Fair enough, and a very measured take by you. Um, <laughs> the, I'll tell you right now, though, and I, I've been we've been talking about this, man. I'm going to keep saying it. I don't care if Lamar Jackson's not better, they're not going anywhere. That for both. I I know they won the game. They benefited from one of the worst calls I've ever seen in my life. I don't know if you saw that the Marcus Peters interception. I I didn't. So they were, down, they were down coming out of the half, 10-7. The Colts weren't driving, but you know, they were moving a little bit. or They're in their own territory. Rivers throws a ball down the sideline. It's a horrible throw that Peters is in position for, should pick off, gets both hands on it, catches it, but then immediately loses possession of it and just falls to the ground, balls just bounces away. Even he doesn't think it's an interception. And they're like, yes, yeah, it's, it's a pick. They review it. And somehow confirm it. It was it was one of the most mind-numbing calls I've ever seen. I could not believe it. Um, they also had a scoop and score for a touchdown. They did nothing. Often Jackson threw for 170 yards, no touchdowns. They ran for 2.9 yards a carry. Like I, I'm sorry, I have no faith in them. Right? If he doesn't play, but they have no shot because they can't they can't move the ball. They can't do anything offensively. Um, Andrews, who's I think a very good tight end. Another day, three catches, 22 yards. guy's on pace for like 500 yards receiving. So for me, Bills are the most impressive. The Raiders, I give credit to, they won the game. They, they scored some points. So that I would put them second most impressive. Tennessee and, and Baltimore to me are like, I think there's more there than we've seen. But what does it really mean? I mean, they, they, they can't be consistent.
2: I'm watching the Marcus Peters interception. That's unbelievable.
1: Tell me, that's not one of the worst calls you've ever seen in your life. That that
2: is that is uh, that's confusing. Uh,
1: like he had the ball for like half a second, if that.
2: Right. I I I'm like, that's it.
1: That's unbelievable. <laughs> uh,
2: that that that's not great. I I do think though. Um, look. Baltimore at the half today, they had the same number of penalty yards as they did you know, offensive yard. They were so damn bad, and I'm thinking that they're dead. But then they come out in the second half and, and do it on the road against the Colts. I know it wasn't pretty, but that's a good win for the Ravens. I mean, so I, – and I get where you're saying. Like, if he doesn't throw the ball better, they're, they're not going anywhere. But that uh, – you got to – you got to feel a little bit better. The Ravens had previously lost last twenty games and trailing at the half, so it, that's a, it's a a little bit of a you know, little bit of a game changer. All right, we can come back here, even though it wasn't some huge comeback, but I I think you got to feel good about that. But to the start of where we were at there, Josh Allen, man, you came out in the first quarter and threw for I think one hundred and fifty four in the first it was quarter. Unbelievable. Yeah. So I mean, the dude just—he's he's twenty at twenty-four, two eighty-two, three scores at the, at the half, and he keeps going. I this is this is—I uh, don't think he can do this against a good defense. We know that the Seahawks aren't. I wouldn't think, but this is—that's a—that's a big time day, sure. and it makes it makes the AFC a little more interesting here. I mean,
1: it does. It does. It does. You know, you
2: you got you got eight and one Kansas City, eight and zero Pittsburgh. That was a bizarre game. Um, yeah. and, uh, and seven and two
1: Buffalo. Okay. Seven and two Buffalo. All right. So let's get into this. So well, we can go brief, but we, I think it's important at this point the midway point of the year, everybody's played at least eight games. Who are your tiers in the AFC? And I'm not talking, we don't have to go through every AFC team, but I mean, of the teams that matter, what are your tiers in the AFC? So,
2: all right. I mean, to me, like, the Chiefs are still on, like, top tier, not joined by anyone. Like, that's how I look at it. I'm not willing to put even the 8 no Steelers there. Um, Although, one thing about Pittsburgh, which won't necessarily play in the playoffs— but when you play the Steelers, I mean, teams are just they come out of that and they're, they're, they just got the crap kicked out of them. They, they don't play well the next week. It, I mean, it's, there's a certain level of physicality that Pittsburgh's playing with that literally nobody else does, which is super impressive. But I would still put the Chiefs up top, followed by Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app, an easiest
0: place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Tier 2, Steelers. For me, Steelers, Ravens, Bills. Um, And then I'll put in the Dolphins. I'm impressed with the Browns and the Colts. I might be up too low. Oh, and, and 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 Tennessee in that okay. same well in that same category. Maybe I'd put them in the in tier two. I'm 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 a little bit. That's a little harsh on Tennessee, but I don't know, man. Uh, I was not impressed watching Tennessee all day today. I mean, Ryan Tannehill just flat out sucked. Uh, but that he was going up against a good defense.
1: So for me, we're we're fairly similar here. I don't think it's a homer take. I think the Chiefs are on their own level.
2: Okay, so you're with me there. If
1: Kansas City plays at their best, nobody's beating them. Like, I watched them play the Panthers today. I, you know, by the way, full marks to the Panthers, who were unbelievably aggressive all afternoon. They fate, they had a surprise onside kick, a fake punt, a fourth and four in the red zone early. They went for it. A fourth and 14, they went for it and converted I mean, they, they threw everything at Kansas City. And Joey Sly attempted a game-winning 68-yard field goal and had the distance and just missed to the right. I mean, that was a bizarre game. But to me, you watch that game. The Chiefs took a million penalties. took eight penalties, 75 yards. Mahomes, 372 and four touchdowns, and did not play well at all the first half of the game. Like, was missing wide-open Tyreek Hill over and over and over. And they scored 33 points in one. I just look at Kansas City and say, "Man, if that if if they're healthy come playoff time and they play their best, I don't care where they're playing, who they're playing, they're gonna win." Then Pittsburgh and Baltimore to me are on their own tier, second tier. Those two teams are the two teams that I think are the are the biggest challenges to Kansas City, Pittsburgh, then Baltimore. And the third tier, I have Buffalo and Tennessee. After that, you get into the Raven, or excuse me, the Raiders, the Colts, the Dolphins, the Browns. And then I don't think anybody else matters. I don't think anybody else is. is I
2: mentioned the Raiders. That's on. That's not nice.
1: Sorry. I, I'll tell you what the Raiders of all those tier four teams? To me, A have the highest mobility, and B are the biggest threat because they can score. They can. They can score. Cars found the deep ball this year. But yeah, like, in the NFC, like we just talked about, we have no idea who the best team is. I know who the best team in the AFC is, and frankly, in the NFL. If they play their best, they are just not going to lose. I'll tell
2: you, the most fascinating game to me today, and, and thinking about the tears, is like where the Dolphins are. I okay. mean, Tua, he was awesome, dude.
1: Very good. I mean, after he, what not was a good debut, he was very good in this game.
2: I mean, hit some of the plays where he was, I, I worry that he's going to get killed, uh, but he did get down a lot today very uh, comfortably, knew, knew exactly what he was doing, but he also. He eluded a lot of pressure in a very skillful way. Which one of these days you're just going to get completely annihilated? But I was, and then throwing across the field too. He's got some zip on it. Nice I, job. Yep. I mean, it was it was impressive. So uh, I, I, the AFC is so much more entertaining right now than the NFC. It's not even, It's it's disgustingly not close. Um, would you agree with that? Yes. I mean, it, like, yes. the AFC is a much better conference. I mean, the, the brand of football, like all of it. Uh, but let's go into the future. Are the Bears going to make the playoffs after starting 5-1? and one? Um, Actually, let me, let me rewind back before we go into the future. I, I think One question she out of the run now that we didn't answer. Which of those teams are the biggest threat to make a deep run? Did you answer that? And I was
1: in my own world. I didn't, but I, we're talking about the four big wins of the AFC, the Ravens, Bills, Titans, Raiders, the Ravens. I think if Jackson could get his act together, throw on the football, the Ravens, I just okay. don't think the Raiders are good enough defensively. The same thing with the Bills, the same thing with the Titans. Because you, you know as well as I do, Carmich. Like I get it's 2020 in the NFL and teams throw the ball everywhere. You got to be able to go off the field in the playoffs. You, when you right. play really good teams and you're facing great quarterbacks, when it really matters, if you can't stop somebody, you're just cooked. You may get away with it for a game. You're not getting away with it for a month straight.
2: Yep, that is that is absolutely correct, which is a good reason, I guess, to believe in Baltimore. All right, into the future we go, uh, as I, we just started a second ago. Are the Bears going to make the playoffs after starting 5-1? and one? Let me go first here, sure. uh, if I may. So I wasn't the watching Nick Foles every single game in Jacksonville, even when he was back in Philly, but I believed – that here was a guy who was who was going to make the Bears better. And their offensive line is in complete shambles, so it's not entirely his fault. But after watching him now week in and week out, it is incredibly obvious that he is not the savior in Chicago or anywhere in the NFL. He needs to have everything right around him for be to for him to be successful, which was what the case was in Philly when he was able to step in and lead him there. That's not the case with the Bears. Matt Nagy has no idea how to get out of this. I listened to both his press conference and Foles' press conference today, and maybe want to vomit. The Bears are absolutely not a playoff team. Okay. Absolutely not.
1: Okay, I agree really with that. I I agree with you, and I, and I I don't take joy in saying that because I, I you're a friend, Carm. I, but uh, <laughs> it's it's just so bad offensively. It's so bad, and when you when you're that limited, you're going to end up losing some games you shouldn't. Because the defense is just going to have a day where they give up 24 points. You're going to have to – I mean, it's just – like, I look at the schedule and say, okay, they they should have some really winnable games. But, like, could Minnesota beat them again? Yeah. Like, right now, yeah. I mean, Minnesota could beat them. I I just – I think the Bears are going to go 9-7. and I don't think it's going to be enough.
2: Yeah. So, look, Minnesota Monday night, total coin flip. At Green Bay, lost. Detroit at home. Like I think every game that they should came win. win should win but coin flips. Houston home should win. At Minnesota, they're gonna be an underdog, most likely. At Jacksonville, winnable game. Then you got then you and then you have Green Bay. I Mostly don't say this,
1: man. It's must-win time on Monday night.
2: Yep. It like you're home is.
1: against Minnesota. It is a must win game for the Bears.
2: You got the Packers and the and the Vikings twice and Detroit once. So, so a ton of division games and you're out of division games are you know, Houston and Jacksonville. So, look, you're right. The schedule is there. But, I, listen, whatever. May, maybe, they, maybe they sneak their way in. I doubt it. But they, they are going nowhere. Yeah. Uh, that Nowhere. All right. Uh, would you rather have Tom Brady or Drew Brees for the rest
1: of 2020? Birdram, are you going off the board here? I'm going to take Brady, but I'll tell you something right now. I've seen a few things with Brady over the last year and a half. That at this point, it's not concerning. It's just a fact. If you can get pressure on him, it's ball game. He will throw it up for grabs. He does not want to get hit anymore. And look, Peyton Manning was like that at the end of his career. The one difference with Manning was Manning typically would just take a sack. He would just go down. Brady doesn't go down. He just throws it, and it turns into an arm punt. Like, the Saints tonight got pressure before all night. And that's a recipe, by the way, to beat any great quarterback. So I'm not not knocking Brady for that. But what I am saying is if you can get pressure on him, it's bad news. Like, they don't have the dump-off release valve. Gronk is not Gronk as we knew him. So I will take Brady because I do think he, at this point, still has more arm talent than Breeze. I still like his weapons a little better. Although with the Saints at full health now, you could argue that. I'll take Brady. But Breeze has played a lot better these last, these last four or five weeks. He's Why can't he,
2: he can't dump it off to Ronald Jones? Why can't we do that? Have you seen
1: Ronald Jones? Caught three, he caught three balls tonight, baby, for nine yards. Huge. Huge. <laughs> so basically what he did was he caught the ball and fell over. I like Ronald Jones, uh, but okay. Ronald Jones' family doesn't like Ronald Jones right now.
2: He was – what happened to Ronald Jones all of a sudden? Man's not good. Hold on a second here. Let me look at Ronald Jones's game log. You go right ahead. He, he killed the Bears. Well, he was
1: 17 for 106, uh, but it's and then he was twenty for 111 against the Chargers. Carm, answer a damn question. Breeze or Brady? 2020, rest of the way. Who you want?
2: Brady. 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 Uh Breeze has been up and down too. Uh, Brady I like I'll, I'll bet on time for one more year. Uh, but to your point, listen. Pressure has not been Tom Brady's friend for a while now, no. so and it's not going to get any. Uh, and 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 as the season goes on and those the bodies start to ache a little bit more, I see the you know why it's certainly a talking point here. But I'll still stick with Brady. How about Alex Smith, by the way? Let's do that. Can Alex Smith lead Washington? to an NFC East tournament. They lost to the Giants today, so that makes the question a little bit tougher. Sure. Um, but he played incredible, and that was great to see. And if you're looking for something to root for out of the NFC East or football in general, that's a good story right there.
1: Man, he threw three picks, but like 325 and a touchdown? I mean, that ain't bad since the guy hasn't played in about two-plus years. Like that's, he, the, the ball had good. some zip too, man. Yeah, he looked good. So He looked good. I, you know what? I'm taking Philly. But if you ask me who I thought would would give him a run, it is Washington. They already beat him once. And Smith can play. Like if Smith is legitimately healthy and he come back and play, he's the best quarterback in that division right now. Period, end of story. He's better than Wentz. Yeah, that that's cuz he won't screw it up like Wentz will. That's the difference. I'm a they, huge I'm a huge
2: Alex Smith fan. First-class guy and e- obviously easy to root for coming back from the injury. I mean Washington uh, I, I I've been trying to roll with the old Washington football team, but yeah. today's a tough, today's a tough loss. I mean, you're you, at home against that team. That yeah, is a bad that, that's, that's, that's just bad. So I, I, I gotta be out on this. Uh, Alex Smith can lead Washington, the NFC NFC's title. They had to have today and and they didn't get it. What about the chargers? Do they have to fire Anthony Lynn after this season?
1: Do I? I don't think there's even an argument, right? Like, the Falcons always get crapped on that they blow all these leads, and God knows they do. They deserve to get all the criticism they get. The Chargers lose the most inconceivable games imaginable. And like today against the Raiders, it's the same, same old thing, although this time they weren't leading, they were coming back. And Lynn is just punting on fourth and a yard. Like, then they get the ball. They're down five late. He's got Herbert and all these weapons, and he's dinking and dunking it down the field. They get a, they finally get a big play. to get him down the first and goal at the six with like eight seconds left, something like that. He's got the best route runner in football in Keenan and He's got a huge target in Mike Williams. All these got Hunter Henry. They ran two fades, and the last play – Who's said Donald Parnum. You're saying, who's Donald Parnum? Oh, well, he's your third-string tight end, and he dropped the damn ball. Like, at some point, the failure is on the coach, right? Like They have blown a million double-digit leads this year, and then they lose a game like that going down on those calls. Andy Lynn's a great dude. He's got to be gone.
2: It's why they call the NFL not for long, baby, when you keep on blowing games or – being ridiculous on the field. So listen, I like Anthony Lynn and there's not a lot of heat on the charters in LA. So nobody would notice if they fire him or don't fire him, but it's probably time to move on uh, and let him figure out the rest of his life somewhere else. Uh, So I, I, I guess we have to wave bye bye to to good old Anthony. Uh, and this this has been impressive though. Like when you when you lose games in such a consistent fashion of ridiculousness, I almost feel like you should get a raise because the the probability of what the Chargers have done this year has got to be like one in a zillion. Uh, but let's move to our in or out segment. We've got four topics for you. The Dolphins will make
1: the playoffs behind Tua. All right, so. <laughs> They're five and three—they've won four in a row. They just beat the Cardinals in the game. I'll, I'll be honest, and, I, and I've been—I've been in on the Dolphins as a, as a legit improving team, but I thought this was a rough spot. Cross country, Cardinals off the bye, they handle business. Here's their schedule: home to the Chargers—they're going to win that game. The Chargers can't can't get out of their own way. At Denver, go either way there. At the Jets, they're going to win that game. Home to Cincinnati, they ought to win that game. Well, let's just say they go three and one here. That's eight and four. Now, now the, the downside is the last four games, Kansas City, New England, at the Raiders, at the Bills. That could very easily be one and three. So I got him at nine and seven. Does that yeah, get him I- in? I don't think so. But So I'm out. But I really want to be in because Brian Flores has done a hell of a job He's the coach of the year, in my opinion. Tua, I, you know, look, it's early. He's been up and down through games. He looked very good today, and their defense can play. My problem is just I think those last four games, man, Kansas City's going to be firing it up for the one seed. The Raiders are going to be playing to get in. That's on the road. Buffalo, now maybe they get a spot with Buffalo where they're resting starters week 17. But if Buffalo's got to win that game, that's a tough spot, man. Buffalo on January 3rd in Western New York, good luck.
2: So they got to be better than the Raiders or the Browns, really,
1: right? The Colts, the the Dolphins, the Raiders, the Browns. Take your pick of the top two teams in that spot. And, And the Raiders already beaten Cleveland and Indy, so if they beat Excuse me, not Indy. They have beaten knock.
0: Uh, Progressive presents today's to-do list for your dog.
1: Check front door. Check window. Check
0: other window. Rest chin on ground. Look into distance. Bark for no reason. Check front door. Check window. Check other window. Your Rest pet has a very busy schedule, so it's up to you to make sure they're protected. That's why Progressive Car Insurance covers your pets for up to $1,000 if they're ever in a car accident with you. Chase shiny ball. Lose shiny ball. Find shiny ball. Eat shiny ball. Get coverage for your pets with anti-auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with a purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy
1: terms. Cleveland, and there was one other game that they won that I thought was important. I can't remember off the top of my head.
2: Now looking at the Raiders' schedule. The Raiders have left Denver at home, Kansas City at home, at Atlanta, at the Jets, Indian home, the Chargers at home. That Dolphins game with the Raiders could be uh, – a big-time decider right there. That's a sweet game on the 27th of December. And then they're at Denver. It's not exactly a hard schedule. i got to be out on Miami. I think i got oh, I, I got a punt. I think uh, the Raiders and Browns are going to get in. Yeah, I, I think it's a little little little, little tall for Tua and in, in company in year one. Uh, but I'm going to have a lot of fun watching the Dolphins the rest of the way. They're becoming like easy, one of the more entertaining teams in all of football. Today was a lot of fun. How about the Jaguars are the favorites for the number two overall pick? We Are we – are we comfortable bearing Jacksonville right behind the Jets?
1: Yeah, they haven't won a game since opening day. And Jake Luton, actually better than I thought he'd be, but, like, not exactly inspiring confidence. I got I to think Jacksonville is going to have a tough time winning more than one more game. I just don't see it. I think they're going to be the number two pick, and I think they're going to draft Fields out of Ohio State. It just seems like that's the way this thing is going.
2: It's interesting cuz I would definitely I would definitely bet on the Bengals getting some wins here with Burrow. I would definitely bet on the Chargers yeah. getting some wins too. They've been way too close. I'd, I'd bet on the Giants uh, getting a couple wins. I think it's a lock. I mean, in, unless they're going to unless somehow some way the Jets get hot here and pass the Jaguars. I think that's that's the only way they're not the number 2, which would that be interesting. Gonna eh, it's not going to happen. Let's look at the Jets schedule. Have you looked at the Jets schedule?
1: I have. It's not going to happen.
2: They're 0 and 8. They've got New England. Ah, I got to tell you tomorrow night's kind of a toss up here. I mean, Pats are, what's the, what's the spread in that game?
1: 10, Can't, 10, 10.
2: I'll take the jets with 10. You give it, was ten. Se-
1: it was seven. And then Flacco got announced as a starter and it jumped to 10.
2: Okay. I will take the jets. Give me the jets and 10 points. Uh, then the buy at LA. Chargers, eh, winnable. Not likely, but possible. Miami at home, the Raiders at home at Seattle, at the Rams, Cleveland, New England again. This is gonna be a good one. I think they get I think they get at least one win. Maybe, maybe two. I don't know where the hell I'm where they're coming from. I
1: I never picked like the 0 and 16 or 16-0, but I gotta tell you. We're we're getting there. We're really getting there. And I wrote in Stack in the Box Gold Monday morning that like this might be a last chance to learn time for the Jets. If they don't beat this patch team, it's gonna be tough. And I gotta tell you ten point underdog. That's crazy. I hear you, but like have you looked at the sidelines these two teams?
2: Yeah, okay, fine. I mean I mean that's fair. Okay, great. Belichick and company. I get it. All right. Let's move on. And the NFC West is truly a three team race, as in we're counting out the Niners in or out.
1: Well, so we're counting out deniers, but also that we're saying that Seattle's not a, a clear-and-away favorite. Uh, I'm, I'm out because I think Seattle is the clear-and-away favorite, even though that defense is an absolute effing disaster. The Rams are too inconsistent for me, and the Cardinals, look, I like the Cardinals, but they lose games that a young team loses, right? Like that game against the Dolphins, look, I respect the Dolphins, a good young team as well. You're at home off a of bye. They're coming cross country. You got to win that game, and the Cardinals couldn't do it. They lost a the game earlier this year, and they're two zero to the to the Lions, who suck. Like those are those are the kinds of games, and I think the Cardinals have a couple more like those in them. I also think Seattle will beat the Cardinals, and they see each other again in Seattle. So I, I'm out, but I, I will say this: I think all three of them are going to make the playoffs.
2: It's interesting. Uh, I, I'm I'm out as well. I, I mean, I think Seattle wins the division. And I think they probably win it going away. But if you, okay, you're saying that you got these Seattle, Arizona and the Rams and and the Bucks and the saints, that's five green Bay is six. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I totally agree. Um, yeah. And it, it, right. Ain't going to be the bears. I'm betting on the West. Um, yep. I think so. Yeah, I think that's a very logical, easy summation of what's going to happen in the the NFC. We just did a lot of Jets talk, but uh, are are, are either of us willing to say that the Jets finally get their first win
1: on Monday Night Football, in or out? I know you're out. Yeah, man, I'm out. Like I put this because the Pats have 17 guys who are questionable. Harry's out. Edelman's out. I mean if the Jets are ever gonna do it, like against a Pats team that's usually in the mix for a Super Bowl and like they're they're in the mix for nothing. But I, I, I gotta tell you, I thought about this for a split second and then I realized who the head coaches were. And uh, I'm taking the Pats.
2: All right. I'll I'll be in. It's your day tomorrow, New York. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a night to remember. J E T S Jets, 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 damn it. Let's also
1: also just end the season.
2: I mean, you're at home, baby. They're going to be there. They're going to be flocking into the parking lots, not allowed just to, just to scream from what is it? MetLife stadium, whatever the hell they call it. Yeah. They're, 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 they're going to feel the presence of the diehards and that lunatic jets fan
1: Fireman ed. Who's a a fireman. Psychopath.
2: Yeah. Fireman. Ed's going to be at the tunnel. Leading him in with his mask on. Let's Fireman go, Jets. Ed,
1: let me say this real quick. I have never enjoyed, um, I've never enjoyed watching a fan lose more than Fireman Ed ever. Most obnoxious human being alive, <laughs> and you just know the kind of guy who just screams at somebody at Starbucks because they, they you know, they, they. Accidentally forgot to put in an extra cream or something into the coffee. Um, I'm all kinds of out on Fireman Ed, and I'm very happy, very happy that Fireman Ed has to go through this.
2: Take that, Fireman Ed. All right, what's going on in your life, Matt Ferner? I believe there was – somebody called the election yesterday. I'm thinking you're pretty happy about that as we – well, certainly I am, and 74.5 million people are as
1: well. I am. Look, I'm not going to get into it on this because I, I, don't, even I'm politiced out. I feel like I've tweeted about it so much and I hate that I do, but it, it's a platform I have. And I don't know. You know what? The hell, it's my damn platform. <laughs> um, but I'll say this, man. And this is corny as hell, but like, I really hope that it just starts to turn a, a page in this country. But I'll, you know what? It's the start of turning a page, but the hardest work is ahead. And if nobody's willing to put in the work, then the hell with it. It's not – you know, if, if, if we're not putting in the work, then really we're saying that the country's not worth fixing. Um, but I'll, I'll stick on to football here for a minute. The thing going on in my life is the Chiefs are about to be on a bye week. I'm thankful for that because I need it. I, I am worn out, man. That Panthers game took it out of me. I'm thankful they're 8-1. I've enjoyed it thoroughly, by and large, today notwithstanding. Even though they won, I was not happy throughout the game. Um, so I'm happy to sit down next week and just watch other teams play and not have to worry about the one that I grew up rooting for. So uh, looking forward to the, to the week off emotionally here as a, as a longtime Chief fan who will never, ever be able to watch a game in a relaxed state.
2: So I'm going to give a shout out to my Northwestern Wildcats, Verduram, who are three and oh in the Big Ten for the first time since 2000 when they won a Big Ten championship. Oh. This is a uh, it's a nice story. They were three and nine last year. Pat Fitzgerald, for people who don't know, Fitz, uh, one of the best coaches in college football, salt of the earth, dude. Was a great linebacker for Northwestern on their Rose Bowl team, which nobody ever thought the Wildcats would ever go to the Rose Bowl. That's like Kentucky going in the SEC or whatever you want to call, um, and it happened. And then Fitz has just been such a first-class guy there, um, and they're off to a nice start. So I've been enjoying some Wildcat football. And Verram, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, am gonna, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something that I probably shouldn't say right now. Okay. Uh, but but I played tennis five days in a row. All right, the, weather, the weather's been amazing, so I'm trying to get as much, uh, you know, time on the court as I possibly can before. I cannot afford to get time on the court, because indoor tennis is expensive. But Saturday night, after playing on Saturday, I said, "You know what? Because I had a gift certificate. I'm going to treat myself. I'm getting to get a massage. So Saturday night, Verdi, I laid down and got a nice 50-minute deep tissue. And it was a great, great moment in Carmen time. I really enjoyed it. Started uh, normally. You start face down. This was a face upper, and it, and it, and it really he got into the scalpel and, and, and the and the and the tries and the buys and the, and the and the and the glutes. I had a great Saturday night.
1: Wow, good for you! <laughs> I have never had a massage ever. One of these days. Would you not like it? I'm not saying I wouldn't like it. I'd actually like to have one eventually, but I've never had one. I don't know you, if I need. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready for the glute massage. Not gonna lie to you, it's not. And I'm just. Oh, not not because I'm judging or any of that crap. Don't get it. I'm just saying. Uh, listen, I, I used little, to. I'm a little shy with the body, and okay. I. Just, you know, I'm just. That's all.
2: So let me just say this uh, because I'm I'm proud of myself here. I used to be the guy who's like, I only am gonna have a female. Now just going female. Cause I, you know, I'm a, I'm a heterosexual guy. I gotta, f- And then, but as I've gotten older, I'm like, you know what? Who's the best at this? Oh, oh I'm the-
1: with you. <laughs> whoever, whoever can do the best job. It's not about that. I'm just a little, you know, I think I'm a little shy at times.
2: Yeah. And, and, uh, right. So, and everybody's making their own choice in this world. And that's fantastic. Uh, you know, so that's so any anyway, rate, but, uh, so, you know, you gotta just settle in and, uh. I had a, it was phenomenal. I walked out of there. I'm like, oh my god, thank you so much, <laughs> and and now I can go have uh, met my cousin, had a little dinner. It was a wild Saturday night. All right, on that note, let's say goodbye to everybody as we head into week ten here. Uh, the Chiefs on a bye, but a lot of I haven't even looked ahead of the schedule. Do anything big jumping out that I should mention right now?
1: I actually haven't pulled up right now. Thursday night, Indy at Tennessee. Winner That's a great is game. The inner, winner is the is the leader in the AFC South. The Monday night game, of course, your Bears hosting Minnesota. Sunday night, in a game that looked good but is now complete garbage. Baltimore at New England. Wow. Can't say I'm jacked up about that. Mostly because New England's terrible. I'll give you I'll give you a couple games to watch next week. The early slate excuse the language, although if you've stuck around this long, you probably don't care. The early slate is complete dog shit. Like, if there's a day to rake the leaves, do it, okay? However, you got a lot of late games. You only have have five games early. You have six games in the 3 o'clock window, which is bizarre. But you get the, the Chargers, the Dolphins, which, okay, we talked about Miami. If you're interested in Miami, it's a good game to watch. But then you get Buffalo at Arizona. Big game for both teams. Seattle at the Rams, huge game for both teams. Rams off the bye. And then I'm going to give you a game that I'm going to be watching Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Burrow the, against the Steelers. Burrow off the bye. The Steelers, give them credit, 8 0, but good Lord, man. Like one of the softest possible 8 0 scenarios imagined. Like they barely beat Garrett Gilbert. It's just. And that's not the first time by the way they've underperformed. So I'm curious. I'm very curious. I'm going to be watching that game closely. That that to me is the game of all of them that intrigues me the most in a lot of ways along with along with Seattle and the Rams because that's a big game top of the NFC West.
2: Everybody have a great week. We'll talk to you on Wednesday and uh, thank you so much for checking out Stack in the Box. If you leave a rating, we really 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 appreciate it. Listen longer, tell a friend. Our career our careers Depend on it.
1: They'll fire us.
2: It'll be all over. And then we'll, what the hell will we do? And it'll be you to blame. It's your fault for not listening to stag in the box and telling a friend. Right?
1: That's right. You people did this.
2: No, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.
0: Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick 'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply.